Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're at a party in the middle of nowhere. A bunch of men are dancing. Some of them wear balaclava on their heads, others wear sunglasses. Most of them are bare-chested. They dance inside an open mining pit. The occasion is uncertain as they jam up to FAMO, a local music genre. It looks like party-goers on cloud nine. Except something's odd. These men are brandishing guns in their hands. They're zama-zama. Being organized in gangs, they often carry guns. We're in an illegal mine in South Africa, 160 kilometers away from Johannesburg. Hundreds of kilometers away from this party, in another country, Lesotho, there's a place populated almost entirely by the women and children these men left behind. Almost all of them have left to go and work in clandestine mines in South Africa, in very dangerous conditions. South Africa is a much richer country that surrounds Lesotho and has plenty of minerals in its underground. This place with no men in Lesotho is called the Tabacheca district. Here, some houses are made of rocks. Some are covered in sheet metal. But there are some houses that look more modern, built with better material. They belong to the Zamazama, a local word to call the illegal miners the same illegal miners who were waving their guns in the air earlier. Sometimes they're organized in gangs and are getting paid directly with weapons instead of cash. Boys being boys at its very finest. Welcome to Cry Like a Boy. My name is Daniela Lavario and I'm a journalist at Your News. Cry Like a Boy is an original year new series and podcast that explores how the pressure to be a man can hurt families and societies. Stay with us as we travel across the African continent to meet men who defy centuries-old stereotypes. This is the second episode of our documentary on the Batna Bamamainara, or Men from the Mines. In our previous episode, you heard about men in Lesotho who gave up their dreams to work in the mines abroad. If you haven't listened to it yet, you can find it on www.yournews.com forward slash programs forward slash cry dash like dash boy.
Today, we will explore the consequences that being a breadwinner at all costs brings about, and we will also talk about solutions. When men leave to work in the mines, some of their spouses migrate to South Africa to be employed as domestic workers. They depend on the handouts of good Samaritans for survival. Elsewhere in these villages, newly widowed single mothers struggle to put food on the table. Like Matsepiso Tal'la, she's 34 years old but looks younger. She has short dark hair and a bright oval-shaped face. Her slim body figure is covered in a long pink gown. She comes from a village called Metalaneng. Her husband, Tapelo Mafuta Talla, started to work in an illegal diamond mine in 2012. My husband was leaving for work, and I knew that he would give me something at the end of the month, or even before the end of the month. I wanted to be like everyone else and have someone to provide for me. Sometimes he spent more than a year away from home and used to spend up to six months per year underground, selling food and goods to illegal miners. No matter what your job is underground, you're referred to as a zama-zama. Matsepiso Talla used to wait for him, like Penelope waited for Odysseus while he was absent for duty. Almost five years passed by. In 2017, the couple was refurbishing their house. As they just had a second baby, they were expanding their home. They paid everything with the money her husband was sending her from the mines. One day, on the 4th of December 2017, Matsipisu was sitting in a rented place in Maputso, a small town in the north of Lesotho. From a distance, she saw a close friend of her husband's arriving. I was breastfeeding my child when he arrived. He said to me, Hi, Senki. Senki was her nickname from when she was a child. He was drunk. He is a heavy drinker. He said, do you know that they have shot Mefuta? And they have killed him? Thirteen bullets. I was told that he was shot with thirteen bullets. Today, Matsapiso Tala lives in a house with her two children. The house is made of bricks and clay tiles, top quality building materials around here. But her husband is no longer here with her and the kids. My husband was under a lot of pressure to go and work for his family. He died working for his family. Pascalina, a reporter on the ground, explains how these men barely survived this deadly work. These men are under a lot of pressure, and the work is very dangerous. They often die before they can make it home. It's very common around here. In 2016, one village in this district called Deseling lost nine of its men in one go. Fourteen villagers in neighboring Hanoko suffered the same fate. Mosheshwe Moeletsi lost someone there too. He will turn 60 in March. He's from Hanoko and lost his nephew in an illegal mine. 
He describes him as a trusted breadwinner for his siblings. Moletsi went to look for his nephew's body only to find it in a university lab, at the institution where medical doctors are taught about a human body. He told us that all young boys around here no longer look for safe, formal employment after finishing school. They all go to those illegal mines. He has two sons, and he's afraid they will follow this path too. I do fear they may go. Boys will always be boys, and they may be interested in working the Zama-Zama when they see others making a lot of money. The young one who is a taxi driver works for someone who is a Zama-Zama. People usually mock my son for working for another man instead of going there to get more money for himself. Talks such as this one may push him to go there. Pascalina, a reporter in Lesotho, is the daughter of a miner. For this reason, this story has a special place in her heart. My father started working in the mines in 1969. At the time, he was just 22 years old. Usually he would come home once in a month, but in some other years, he would visit us only once in six months. I fondly remember how we used to wait for my father to knock on the door until late in the night. Eager to see what goodies he had brought us. Besides our snacks that he would buy from the shops, he brought along a special powdered milk, which was only served in the mines. Only children of mine workers had access to that milk. It was special and sweet. We had some sort of pride that we have something special that other children didn't have access to. Pascalina remembers that there was always food on the table. Before 1996, when he was retrenched from the mines, life was overall good for her and her family. Before that, we never lacked anything. There was always food, money for school fees, medical care, clothes and other family necessities. And when he got retired for at least a year, we didn't lack anything because he had money. But the next year, 1997, it was the hardest for my family. Watching my father stay at home was heartbreaking because all he knew was mining. Pascalina's father suffered silently this emptiness he felt after having stopped working in the mine. He also never opened up with his family about the hardships of being the only one in charge of bringing food to the table. It's normal for men around the world not to talk about their weaknesses, as believes Joanna Serda, the author of a 2019 study about the pressure of being a breadwinner. She says there are not enough people out there talking about the issue. I think it would be much healthier if men also talked about the stress that they might be feeling being a sole breadwinner and kind of opening to that conversation. Remember the five men we've met in the first episode in the shadow of a pine tree? (laughs) Their leader, Tabaang Matsora, now organizes support groups for miners after having retired from the mines. Despite being big and strong men doing one of the toughest jobs, miners are confronted with violence on a daily basis. Living in closed environment with dozens of men for months on end, they suffer from beatings, psychological pressure, but also harassment and sexual violence. 
but what happens in the mines stays in the mines. Most of the ex-miners don't feel comfortable to share openly these kinds of experiences, nor their feelings out of shame or beliefs that the things that they had to endure make them less of a man. Listen to Tabaang Matsora. We believe that these are issues that should not be discussed because, rightly speaking, this should not have been done to anyone. If they come back or refuse to work in the mines, their families reject them. Not being the breadwinners makes them less of a man. And the same happens when the money runs out. If you can provide for your family, what kind of a man are you? Without the ability to generate income, Tabaang says men turn into herd boys in their families. They're emasculated in the eyes of their wives. Ex-miners have been turned into boys. Women are doing to them whatever they like. On the other hand, you'll find that the majority of them have been left by their wives who have gone to South African mines to date working miners. But there's still hope for these men. Mamokhomi Letlailana is the Secretary General of the Ex-Miners Association in Maseru, the capital of Lesotho. She set up support groups for ex-miners across the country. She encourages them to break free of the popular Lesotho proverb. Just like a sheep, men don't cry. What a cruel saying it is, that just like a sheep, a man doesn't cry. It hurts me, because in most cases, men don't share their sorrows. In most cases, men will not say anything, even if they're hurt. This denies them a chance to be supported in times of need. She says the solution goes back to that brotherhood that they built as miners. The biggest help is to go to their communities and address them through public gatherings. We assisted men by forming men-only support groups to give them a safe space to share their problems and see how they can overcome them. This helped a great deal. If they experience problems in the family, they'll share them during support group sessions. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a woman miner? In fact, it's an industry with 85% men, which leads to some obvious toxic masculinity issues. Breaking free from the man box is hard, especially in this traditionally male-dominated sector. Those who work in this industry are struggling to come to terms with their new lifestyles of having to stay at home and help in raising their children. How miners behave as fathers and husbands back home does matter. Those dominant ideals uh, of masculinity that exist in society that align men with holding power in the world are, are very much about power, of course, but they are also about being carefree. They are also about not having to do caring work. The voice you just heard belongs to Niall Hanlon, a lecturer in social care at the Technological University of Dublin. In 2012, he published a study in Ireland called Masculinities, Care, and Equality. He stresses how care is not really part of the narrative of what it means to be a man anywhere in the world. There is a kind of a privilege, I suppose, associated 
with not even having to really reflect on that, that women still take on board the majority of caring in society. There are indeed other ways to be a man. Teaching this to those doing risky jobs can lead to saving more lives. This is especially true in the mining industry. The first step is making them aware that masculinity can be performed differently. A man doesn't have a duty to be tough. As expert Dean Laplonge puts in his book, So You Think You're Tough, Getting Serious About Gender in Mining. Research has shown a direct link between practices of masculinity and safety. Men are encouraged to do things that will expose themselves as strong and invincible, even if it means taking risks to achieve this exposure. This is how men show themselves to be real men. The mining industry can therefore further improve its safety record by driving changes in the way its male employees think about and do gender. Back in Lesotho, these questions are finally being raised. Thanks to support groups teaching the miners how to talk through their experiences. Hearing stories from the miners that I came across when I was working on this podcast made me realize the hardships. From the stories they told me, this man, my father included, wouldn't have survived a day in the mines had it not been a strong bond of brotherhood amongst them. It helps them soldier on even in difficult times. But there's also competition amongst themselves about who buys their wives the most expensive clothes. A little competition never hurt anyone, they say. This was Cry Like a Boy. As we usually do in the next episode, we'll have a conversation with a guest from Europe and a guest from Africa about the story you just heard. If you're new to the series, check out our story on the Abatangamucho in Burundi and the Gorge again in Senegal. And visit our website for more original content, videos, and opinion pieces. I, Daniela Lavario, will see you on our next journey. In this episode, you heard music by Lesotho artist Salimo Tabane. You can check out his work at salimotabane.org and follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Salimo Tabane. With original reporting and editing by Pascalina Abby in Maseru de Soto, Marta Rodriguez Martinez, Naira Dablasian, Lilo Montalto Manella and Arwa Barcala in Lyon, Lori Martinez in Paris, France, and Clitia Sala in London, UK. Production design by Studio Ochenta. Theme by Gabriel Dalmaso. Special thanks to our producer Natalia Olsner for collecting the music for this episode. Our editor-in-chief is Yasser Khan. For more information on Cry Like a Boy, a Euronews original series and podcast, go to euronews.com forward slash programs forward slash cry dash like dash boy to find opinion pieces, videos, and articles on the topic. Follow us at Euronews on Twitter and euronews.tv on Instagram. Listen to our podcast on CastBox, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like this episode, please give us a rating and comment. 
Share with us your own stories of how you changed and challenged your view on what it means to be a man. Use hashtag CryLikeABoy. If you're a French speaker, this podcast is also available in French with the name Dans la Tête des Hommes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 